asphyxiate myself. <laughs> Ew. <laughs> TMI. Welcome to the TMI podcast, where you get to listen to Freddy adjust his junk. Okay. Welcome to the Crooked Table podcast, where we discuss the world of film from a fresh angle. And now your host, Robert Yanis Jr. Welcome to the Crooked Table podcast. This is Rob. Sorry to disappoint. I know that opening might have thrown you off a little bit. It's just me here again. That clip actually that played at the top featuring Freddie was from Crooked Table Podcast Episode 1, posted in August of 2014. It's been a long, crazy road since then, but we've reached CTP Episode 50 here, which is what we're focusing on today. No movie reviews, no let's talk about six, none of that. Just me openly sharing my experience with the podcast, so... Stick around for plenty of that, as well as an encore segment after the credits. So, first of all, why I started it. A little bit of a a backstory for CrookedTable.com. Actually started as TheCrookedTable.com. It was formerly a writer's community. I was sort um, sort of brainstorming that it would be kind of a place for writers of whatever kind, creative writers, copywriters, whatever to sort of come together and communicate and, uh, and you know, exchange ideas, brainstorm, collaborate, that whatever, that kind of thing. And over time, my heart just suddenly, you know, ultimately led me to focusing on my love of film. And I'd been a film critic and a lifelong pop culture student long before this. Um, you know, I had a lot of uh, movie reviews published in my college newspaper and, uh, you know, a few other websites and stuff before then. But I hadn't really focused on building myself as uh, as an authority on the entertainment industry and sort of covering it um, not only through the you know various sites or publications that I've worked with but also also sort of aut- autonomously and the um, not the crooked table this time was reborn as crookedtable.com and that's where you know where we added the whole world of film from a fresh angle tagline and um, you know so the website sort of became a natural extension of my love for film and my desire to sort of uh, pursue a, a career more in line with my appreciation for cinema and Crooked Table podcast was, you know, just kind of uh, kind of an extension of of Crooked Table as a site. I mean, if you look on their site, we have reviews, we have features, we have videos, um, none of which I've really focused on lately. It's been mostly, you know, raising my daughter with my wife and um, my, you know, my paid gigs and then, and then sort of the podcast is what's been keeping Crooked Table alive as it stands. But, uh, but yeah, so I, I basically rebranded Crooked Table as a film blog with my, my general writing stuff is still over at robertyannisjr.com. I have links to, you know, the different places I've been published and, and it's sort of my, you know, uh, calling card website, I guess, as it were. But the podcast inspiration for Crooked Table just kind of came in part from listening to people like Kevin Smith and the Screen Rant Underground podcast uh, for the people over at ScreenRant.com, a site I still write for. Um, and it's also just, I was getting more and more interested in podcasting as an art form. And I thought, you know, what better way to learn how, how to do a podcast than to sort of jump into it feet first. That's why as much as it's, as much as it pains me to sort of listen to some of the early episodes of the podcast, there, there, this has really been a, a learning experience for me. If you listen to some of the early ones that were actually still still posted in iTunes, um, you can tell the sound quality is not quite there. The the um, the content maybe not quite there. The presentation style is much looser and 
um, not nearly as refined as I, as I feel like it has come. I mean, it still has a long way to go, and we'll get to that in a little bit. But um, I really I didn't, I mean, didn't really know much about audio editing or the art of podcasting or any of that when I started Crooked Table Podcasts. And, you know, I, I like to think I've gotten better since then, but, I mean, it's still there's still a steep learning, learning curve. Um, you know, I have a lot to, to do that I want to get into with Crooked Table Podcasts, and I'm really eager to do so. Hence, you know, Crooked Table Podcasts, episode 50 was just to me kind of a good occasion to look back at um, why I started the podcast, what it's turned into, and and kind of give some a direction, you know, where I want it to go in the future. So that's kind of what we're, we're talking about here. As far as lessons learned, I mean, I feel like we've really come a long way since episode one, since the episode entitled The Fandom Menace, in which uh, Freddie and I reviewed Dawn of the Planet of the Apes, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, the 2014 one, of course, and uh, Guardians of the Galaxy. And yes, technically, you know, I'm a writer and I'm not a math person, but I know that this is technically episode 51 because there was an episode zero that did not have the theme song that I think what happened at that point is um, I decided that I wanted to start the Crooked Table podcast, but I hadn't really landed on a theme song or like a, you know, kind of the, the particulars that go into, well, what's this podcast going to be? And and um, that's why there was actually, I think, a gap of a month and a half or so between episode zero and episode one. It was just kind of learning all of that and getting the theme song and, and figuring out, well, what do I need on here um, to sort of make it actually seem like an actual show where people might actually want to download and listen to. Um, and like I mentioned, the sound quality has gotten much better since then. Uh, I think it was it was weird because I was still trying to learn how to because I was actually editing in Audacity at the time, and uh, Freddie when Freddie and I recorded podcasts uh, together, we would do he had a he has a separate mic that's kind of two sided, so we would actually sit across from each other and have conversation, which was pretty natural sounding. But I I think with my computer at the time, again now I'm on a MacBook, and I, then I was on a PC. I feel like I, I may have like not had the right settings in place to really capture the audio to the quality level that um, to to in any kind of decent quality level which is why there's a few episodes that sound really distant and really kind of garbled not garbled almost but sort of muffled and um, and I think that the sound quality's come a long way uh, since those early days I've sort of figured out the process as it were and granted you know there's still room for improvement but it's it's um, it's progressed, and I feel like I understand a little bit more of what I'm doing. Uh, also, of course, we added the end tag with the uh, every episode. Me and Freddie doing C R O O K E D T A B L E dot com, ding, which happened sort of, which happened very randomly. I don't even know how that happened. I think Freddie and I were just being silly, and he he started that, and we sort of went in, into it together. And I and I love that. I mean, Kai still thinks it's kind of silly. She, she wants me to take, take it off, but I'm like, so fuck that. This is a kind of a hallmark of, of the early days of the podcast. And even the, the sound quality on the tag is not that great. Um, I, I, I really like it, and it makes me kind of smile every time I hear it. Of course, recently, the last few episodes, we added voiceover to the intro music. Um, just kind of welcoming you to the podcast, introducing me by name, full name. I noticed that on the podcast, um, I come in and I say, this is Rob, and I don't give my full name, so I feel like it makes a little more, 
uh, a more of a formal introduction because when I come on, it's always so casual. I'm just like, hey, welcome to Cookie Pause. This is Rob. This is what we're talking about, blah, blah, blah. And I feel like that um, adding the voiceover to the intro music also fills some dead, you could technically, not dead audio because I do like the theme song. But kind of fills that up so you're not just listening to music for 15 seconds with like, okay, what, what's going on? Why am why are we now why are we now hanging out, you know, jamming out to this this song? Um, of course we've added sound clips as far as music, you know, music tracks here and there, bits and pieces from trailers for movies that we're about to discuss, things like that. I just just anything I can to sort of up the um, professionalism and um, sort of production value of the show. And that has really has really stepped up over the last, not even 50, over the last maybe 10, 10 to 15 episodes. Of course, we got a much more definitive format now, talking about with you know reviews, and we do the hype and all the different categories, all the way to the verdict. Um, customized images, as far as thumbnails for each episode, whereas before I, I used to just put the Crooked Table logo or just an image. Oh, we're talking about Guardians, and then I just an image from the film. Now they're a little more customized. I get a little, uh, a little more creative and a little sillier with some of those things, and that's fun for me to do. And I hope it's fun for you guys to see. Um, and of course, the podcast is now available many different places. I post the episodes to YouTube. I post the episodes to um, Stitcher. I post the episodes to I think Google Play. There's a few other ones. I have to check my Lipson account to to um, get a full beat on that. But most importantly, and this again is going back to the last 10 or 10 or eh, 10 or 15 episodes. I think it was like episode late 30s when I started this, uh, 38, I believe. Uh, we have more of a regular schedule. I've committed to making this a weekly thing. Um, you know, if it was a different medium that I was covering, maybe bi biweekly, monthly, or something would work. But I feel like with film, things move so fast. Every week, there's a new conversation point. So even if I just jump on here and I talk for a half hour about a movie, I think I feel like I have to have that consistency going. And I think that that has really helped not only in my focus on the podcast, but also in, uh, in sort of establishing that, you no, know, this is a thing that happens every week uh, for listeners. Because for a while there, it was once a month, uh, every every other month and then there'd be like three and three or four in a month and then it, it was very very erratic and it was more just freddie and i being like oh we should talk about this on a podcast it's been a while and then we would get together two and a half months after i think we did an episode called thankfully we're back which happened right around thanksgiving time last was it last year i think or i don't even know anymore and uh no not even last year the year before that see i don't it's time goes by so fast that's funny and that had pre that was preceded by I think almost a three month gap of no episodes like radio silence on Crooked Tail podcast. So it's if I had been sticking to a weekly schedule, obviously we would have gotten to episode fifty much sooner. But I intend on sticking to a regular schedule um, as long as I'm able. And I think that weekly is is the right consistency for uh, for film. Um, you know, I mean, I already feel sort of. In order to do episode 50 and have this kind of retrospective look back in the history of the podcast, my review of Wonder Woman is now going to be a slight, you know, delayed by a week or so. But thankfully, I feel like that film is going to be around probably the duration of the summer. But I really wanted to to take episode 50 and talk about um, and talk about the podcast itself, and then you know, subsequent episode, uh, kind of get into Wonder Woman in uh, in detail. 
So um, I'm mar much more committed to making the show increasingly better. Um, I, of course, always mention on the posts, the written posts on the site and, and uh, at the ver various places where you can find it. I do mention that the show is always evolving, and I like to think that that's finally coming to fruition in a, in a more tangible way. Uh, earlier on, like I said, the podcast which was much more of a hobby, and now I'm trying to make it um, kind of part of my week and schedule it in with family time, with with uh, a lot of my other work and and uh, my you know my outside work and that kind of thing. And I'm not gonna lie, that's not always easy to do. Sometimes I'm up here at late at night trying to to throw out an episode, or um, you know I have to kind of excuse myself from something that I would have otherwise done and or time I would have otherwise taken to relax to, to get uh, to get my thoughts on on a big movie out there but I think it's important one for me to communicate with you guys on a regular basis and and uh, two for me to sort of ha for you guys to have that regular content because it's 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 a good venue for me to just voice my opinion on movies bring you know friends and family members and stuff onto the podcast um, as sort of a, a familial thing in some ways, but it's also, you know, those of you that listen to the podcast, it's, I feel an obligation to, to keep up that with you. If you, if you keep up that weekly schedule with you, because, um, if, if you're anything like me, I subscribe to a bunch of podcasts, including several film review, film analysis podcasts. But if I'm, if I follow a, if I'm subscribed to a show and they go months or, even several weeks without an episode, I'm going to assume, yeah, this is not, I can't rely on this. I'm looking for that episode of Slash Filmcast. I'm looking for that episode of Film Spotting. I'm looking for that episode of Fighting in the War Room. I'm looking for these episodes of the shows that I listen to every week to to get their their perspective on whatever is happening in pop culture uh, or, you know, more specifically in film that week. And when I don't get it, it's just like, well, I, I'd rather listen to other people that are going to actually provide me with that consistent content. So I've been trying to do that for you, not be a hypocrite and um, just sort of put out an episode when I feel like it and feel a little bit more of, uh, you know, like I said, a little more, more of an obligation to, to my audience. As far as favorite episodes, this, is, uh, this was an interesting one to sort of look back at the list. So obviously, episode one. The Phantom Menace. One, because I love the title that I came up with. I'm all about puns, and you guys know I'm all about Star Wars. And we did discuss very a lot of very geek-handly... Geek-handly? Geek-handly? I don't even know what that means. Geek-friendly properties, Guardians, Apes, and Ninja Turtles for that one. And uh, I think it's probably still one of our longest episodes. It's a little over two hours, if, if, I'm, uh, if I'm correct. And I, th I think that established sort of the conversational tone that a lot of the episodes have taken. Freddie and I have appeared on not all, not no, I don't know if we would say most, um, but a significant number of the podcasts together, talking about um, talking about Daredevil, talking about you know whatever Marvel, a lot of Marvel and DC talk, uh, a lot of MCU uh, happening in the Freddie episodes. But um, you know, Freddie and I have obviously, as being brothers, have such good rapport that it was fun to sort of um, you know just a lot of times just for us to catch up on what what we're feeling about a certain movie or TV show um, on air. I mean, we had a lot of those podcast episodes that we, you know, 
are just basically us sitting down and having a conversation. A lot of them we didn't even talk about beforehand, sort of review or, you know, compare notes and be like, well, what did you feel about this? Well, a lot of times we were just, nope, keep it to the air, let it happen spontaneously, um, which is why I think we got some really fun reactions from both of us. I mean, his his love of Terminator Genesis and my sort of incredulity with that, um, some of that, uh, th that was a lot of fun to do, and I, I hope to have him back on soon. It's just... We even had a whole episode called The Business of Life in which we're like, life, you know, life, life's been busy, blah, 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 because that was, again, preceded by a long, uh, a long hiatus, uh, unintentional um, on my on my side of things. But I hope to get him back in here. He's just, we both have very busy lives. And sometimes it's just easier for me to come up here and uh, and make my make my own uh, podcast episodes, just sort of ramble on for 30 minutes to an hour, as I've done many times, So if you've, as you've heard. And uh, it, which is easy for me to do just because I, I, I don't have to wait for anyone else's schedule. I don't have to sort of coordinate recording. I can just be like, all right, I got it. I want to say I want to talk about Logan. And then I I put it on there and I just start talking about Logan. Um, speaking of which, episode 38, um, Logan, I believe it was you, Jackman's Grand X-Men Exit. That was another one of my favorite episodes because... That was the first one in which I tested the the new re, newly revamped review format. I, I noticed that when I talked about well, okay, back it up a second. For a while before that Logan episode thirty eight, I was very apprehensive about recording a podcast episode by myself. I just felt like I did it once before with the Fantastic Four episode, the, the twenty fifteen reboot, which didn't really go anywhere. So I don't know. I don't know. Uh, I think we could just pretend that didn't happen. Um, but for the most part, I was very worrisome about the fact that, like, well, what if I turn on the mic and I don't know what to say, or uh, do I need some kind of uh, some kind of script to guide me, or or you know, I get tongue-tied very easily, as you guys can tell. And um, I felt like I needed at least some kind of a framework for my reviews to sort of uh, give me some uh, a leg to stand on, as it were, and and kind of contain and organize my thoughts. Um, a little bit, so I don't just go off on tangents and tangents and, um, and not really get my point across in any sort of way that was understandable to anyone other than me, <laughs> which would not, that's, I, what's the point of recording a podcast then? So I feel like episode 38, talking about Logan, was one of the, one of the episodes, sort of a turning point in which I decided, oh, I can do this, I can just talk by myself, I don't need to recruit Freddie or Kai to, uh, to stand along with me and to bounce ideas off of, I can just rattle on my opinions myself. I've written many movie reviews. It's not that much different, except I'm not typing. I'm just looking at a microphone and, and kind of uh, spouting thoughts that way. I do have a little bit of a, of a script or, or notes, not a script per se, more than more like bullet points for the different sections, the hype, the story, the uh, cast, the production, the verdict. So just so, mostly just so I don't forget anything, because once I start talking about a film, um, it's easy for me to just blow past one subcategory to the next, and I want to make sure that I, I touch base on everything that I was thinking um, after watching the film, and I, and I kind of have my two cents on the full breadth of the production and you know, my thoughts on it, and I don't turn off the mic immediately afterward, reflecting, be like, shit, I should have said this, this, and this. God damn it, now that one's done, I'm not going to go re-record it. So, 
that episode was was sort of a major turning point. Also, episode 30, Kubo and the Best of Stop Motion, in which I reviewed Kubo and the Two Strings, which is a great movie, by the way, if you hadn't seen it. It doesn't sound like very many people did. And uh, that was the episode in which I I debuted the Let's Talk About Six format. And had I think I didn't, I don't know, I think the main, I think the theme song for that is in that. I'm not sure if it is. Because... Um, that was when I sort of came with my my own kind of version of a of a countdown of a top five or a top ten, and uh, and and sort of came up with the early version of that theme, uh, that theme song. Let's talk about six, which I I really like, and I I really want to improve it. I like the the seed of that idea, and I think the version that I have right now is fine for now. But it, like a lot of things with the podcast. It's something that I really want to uh, improve upon going forward and do Let's Talk About 6 2.0 or, or whatever. And, uh, you know, I, I think that after doing, I did a lot of, I did a lot of list articles or listicles. If you're, if you're, if you're one of the writers that handles that, you know all about the listicle term and how, how uh, sought after they are as far as, you know, traffic and SEO and that kind of thing. So I did a lot of those for CheatSheet.com back in the day, and I, I don't know. I just I saw sort of just started thinking in lists. So I have a lot of unused list ideas that I will probably get to down the line, um, in episodes of the podcast or elsewhere. So also episode eight of the podcast, which is uh, the room commentary that Kai and I did, called "Anyway, How's Your Sex Life." Which I'm not sure if it's because of the title has sex in the t- in the name or and people are just searching in the iTunes for sex sex life uh, or or what's going on with that. But that has gotten that's probably one of the more popular episodes of the podcast. And I I do love doing those crooked commentaries. We've only done one more since then, and that was the Nightmare Before Christmas episode entitled Everyone Hail to the Pumpkin King. So I I do want to do more. In fact, I'm trying to get Kai on here later this month to do one uh, sort of coinciding with a, a film anniversary. But uh, stay tuned for that. So, I mean, I do have a lot of favorite episodes of the podcast. It's just these these certain, these four, which you can all find, find the links for them in the show notes below. They are all sort of um, highlights, like red, like milestone markers for the, for the podcast. I mean, you have the first one where Freddie and I sort of established our rapport on air. You have the... Crooked Commentary with Kai, you have the first Let's Talk About Six, and then the first sort of me solo uh, going really in-depth on a film review with the the new format. So those those are some of the ones that really stand out to me, and some of the ones that when I was looking over the list of our episodes trying to, fix them, trying to pick some of my favorites, they were the ones that jumped out at me as, you know, this was when the podcast became something different and sort of evolved, took a leap forward. Um, in some way. As far as best films since the podcast started, uh, you can see my top 10s for 2014, 2015, and 2016. Uh, the links for those in the show notes below. For 2014, uh, I already mentioned this movie a couple times, Dawn of the Planet of the Apes was a big highlight for me for that year. I thought that was the best you know, blockbuster popcorn film of, of that year. And, you know, Freddie and I had a long conversation about it. I think I actually enjoy it more than he does. So I'm super pumped for a war 
Is it War 4? I think it's War 4 of the Planet of the Apes. Or It's hard to tell now if they're War 4, War of. It, it, it's Those titles, if you look back at the history of that franchise, it, the titles are kind of ridiculous. It's just like Battle 4, Conquest of, and, and all of that, and Planet of the Apes in the title. Um, but I really love Dawn of the Planet of the Apes. I'm going to have to revisit it before War comes out. Um, maybe do a, a review of, uh, of kind of both of them and... and or look at Rise too. Maybe I'll do a trilogy. We'll see. Maybe it'll be Trilogy of the Apes or something. Uh, and then, of course, for 2014, Whiplash, which I... Those are the only two films I gave, I think, five stars. I'm not 100% sure if I really sit on five stars for both of them because I haven't rewatched either of them. I think I'm scared to rewatch Whiplash or Dawn of the Planet of the Apes because I'm worried that they're not going to live up to my five-star ratings um, that I gave them both that year. But, uh, but yeah, great films. Of course, you know, it's funny, and we're, we're talking about um, Whiplash director Damien Chazelle in a minute here, but it's it's funny how how some of these films are still still like bouncing around in my head years later, and I think that's a sign of a of a great cinematic experience if it if it sticks with you, regardless of of revisiting or revisiting it or not. So, twenty fifteen, my favorite films of that year, as you can see in the, in the link. Our Star Wars The Force Awakens, of course, I've talked about that ad nauseum on this podcast. I had a whole episode just talking about the Star Wars saga a few few weeks ago, as well as kind of had two episodes talking about The Force Awakens, one sort of leading up to the film and seeing it for, uh, on opening night in, in IMAX, not fake, not fake IMAX, the real IMAX, like there's a... There's a, a giant dome-style theater um, a few minutes from our house that has that has a, a lot of uh, a lot of great big-budget films playing there, and also The Martian, which I like that movie a lot, and I talked about that uh, I talked about that in the video that I did for the Oscar nominations and how I was disappointed that Ridley Scott did not get nominated. That's a great film and. Uh, you know, if you haven't seen either one of those, they're both really huge films. They're both uh, extremely high budget and uh, very mainstream. But, you know, I, I like what I like. So, I mean, if you go down one more, I think Ex Machina was my number three. And then I have Room and some of these other movies in there. So there's a lot of uh, balance between large films and small small films on my list. It's just those two happen to be happen to be the top for me for 2015. For 2016, my favorite movie, I've talked about it on here before, and I have a review on the site, uh, Sing Street. I love Sing Street so much. And I think that John Carney's film, which I've seen once in, I saw it once in theaters, I saw it on Netflix, I think a couple times. Once when I showed Kai, and then I watched it like, I don't know, a couple weeks later again. And that's streaming on Netflix. If you haven't seen that, definitely check that out, especially if you're a fan of... Um, John Carney's earlier films, Once and Begin Again, which actually was in my top 10 for 2014. And also La La Land, which, uh, of course, you've heard me talk about on here before. And again, was another Damien Chazelle movie. He's, he's uh, of the two films I've seen of his, they're both in my top 10s for those respective years. So that's that's pretty impressive. I still have to see Guy and Madeline on a park bench. I know that um, it's sort of a prototype La La Land in some ways. But uh, I, I'm definitely looking forward to checking that out and completing my Damien Chazelle filmography watch. As far as 2017 so far, it's still early. And a lot of the big, more anticipated art, artsy movies are still yet to come. But so far, I really like Logan. I've talked, as I mentioned a few times, I did a whole episode. I feel like I talked about that for over an hour. And that's one of the only films that I've just... Okay, we're going to talk about Logan an hour later. That was it. That was Logan. Um... <laughs> 
And uh, I'm looking for, I have the copy of the Blu-ray sitting downstairs. I'm super excited to watch Logan Noir. So um, maybe I'll talk about that on here in the coming weeks. But um, it's it's been a really great, it's been a really great run uh, on these last 50, technically 51 episodes of the Crooked Table Podcast. I feel like I've, I've gotten much more confident as a speaker and, and as a podcast producer. And I really want to give big thanks to all my guest co-hosts over the uh, over the course of the podcast. Of course, Kai and Freddie, but also RJ Hubert, who was a guest with me on episode 13, The Fall Guys. I was a guest on his podcast, Giant Nuggets. And, um, you know, we just did sort of a Giant Nuggets cro- Crooked Table crossover. So that was fun. And, uh, you know, I really enjoy um, talking about film and, and communicating with it as much as possible. Uh, about it with as much as possible with you guys and I have I have a lot of goals for the future so obviously better audio that's something every podcaster is always pushing for um, I edit this podcast on GarageBand and I'm still trying to learn a lot about that about that software and and the ways that I can manipulate it to increase the sound quality possibly getting a different mic down the line um, but but you know, just really, I feel like that's the, obviously everyone tells you that's the biggest thing with a podcast is it needs to sound good. If it doesn't sound good, it doesn't matter what you're talking about. People are not going to give a shit about your content if they can't hear you properly. So I'm working on the content and I think and the next thing I need to kind of turn to is focusing on uh, audio improvement and kind of taking it up a notch. Also more guest hosts. Um, as I mentioned, I want to get Kai and Freddie back on here, but I'm also considering reaching out to some other people that are, are are also really deeply entrenched in the entertainment industry and have their own thoughts and opinions and kind of get them um, get them either you know coming here physically to record the podcast or you know Skype them in whatever just um, just bring more voices and get a wider variety of opinions on the show so it's not just me rattling off to you every week I mean some weeks might still be that but I think it helps. Uh, it helps the podcast grow to bring in more people, to bring in more uh, more perspectives on film. I, of course, want to hit more topics and and um, different kinds of segments. I've talked about, all, I mean, the last few months I focused pretty heavily on this new movie came out. Let's talk about it. Fast and Furious, Pirates of the Caribbean, blah, blah, blah. But I, I like to think that you've noticed that I've tried to mix it up a little bit more. I mean, this episode is a podcast on me just talking about the podcast. And we had one about me talking about Star Wars as a whole to, to uh, commemorate the saga's 40th anniversary or um, talking about, you know, being a dad and how that's changed the way I look at movies. Um, I want to do more sort of uh, not very special episodes, but I want to do more episodes like that um, kind of, off-center, not necessarily talking about a big film coming out that week, unless it's something really big that I do want to legitimately want to talk about, like uh, like Pirates, like um, Logan, like Moonlight, which was more time to its Oscar win than anything else. But I, I, I do want to keep bringing in you know po- more crooked commentaries, more uh, more in-depth analysis, a different variety, uh, a variety of more di- more and different segments, not always just well he's gonna do. He's going to talk about something he watched. He's going to do a let's talk about six. He's going to have a review, blah, blah, blah. I want to mix it up more and more as possible, as much as much as possible. I'm, I'm rambling on here. It's getting kind of late. And you can tell that I'm sort of uh, getting a little loopy. And of course, I want to get more listeners. I want to, I want to, 
I want to get more ears on the podcast. That's part of why I'm trying to uh, to improve it so much. The audio, the content, the format, the uh, structure, the availability of it, and you know, I, I just want to I want this to become to become more and more of a thing, and uh, it's something that I really enjoy doing. Every week, I get excited when it's time to record a podcast, and I brainstorm it all that, and and it's it's just it's more it's fun for me more than anything. Because I love movies. They're a huge part of my life. Ask my wife. I'm constantly talking about movies or being like, I need to buy this on Blu-ray. Or let's go see this. Or let me, oh, I read this news thing. And I, I'm constantly bugging her being like, look look at all this stuff about movies. Let's talk about movies again. So this is a great outlet for me to do that and sort of sh- sort of share that love of movies with you all. But, you know, as far as the listener base goes, that really falls to you. I, I rely on you guys to to get word out about the podcast to tell friends about this, to reach out to me if you, if you if you are enjoying the podcast, but there's something about it that's really bugging you, that's holding you back from hitting subscribe or or from uh, you know from listening to to certain episodes. If there's episodes that you're deleting or that you're just not interested in, hit me up. Reach out to me on social media. I'm totally open to criticism. I'm totally open to feedback. I wouldn't be a writer if I wasn't open to feedback, um, and I definitely wouldn't have you know, been an, been a successful writer for as long as I have without being open to criticism. So if, if there's something about the podcast that you love or something about the podcast that you hate, something you want to hear me talk about or something I can do, whether it's, or it's content, whether it's technical, you know, Oh, you know, you, the way you, the way that Mike is picking you up when you say blah, blah, blah. Um, I'm totally open to all that. Throw all those, that feedback at me. I'm ready. Come at me, bro. Um, as far as looking back on the, the past 50 episodes, that's kind of all I have for now. As I said, this was just sort of a touching base and like, well, here's the Cricket Table podcast at episode 50. Where have we come? What has what have we achieved going forward um, up to this point? And then going forward, what am I sort of looking to uh, to build into? And, um, you know, s- stay tuned for much more, you know, improvement ahead. I... I I'm looking actively looking into ways to to mix it up and uh, and create a more interesting podcast for you. I know there's a million film podcasts out there and a million million movie review podcasts and pop culture analysis, et cetera, et cetera. I know because I listen to a bunch of them. And um, you know, if if you download this episode or you download any of the Cuckoo Table podcast episodes or you listen to them or you're a regular listener. Let me know who you are so I can say thank you because I really appreciate that. I mean, I know that you have a lot of options on iTunes alone. Um, you know, I have Apple products, as you know, because I mentioned it several times. Um, and and I know that there are a lot of options out there. So anytime that you download a Crooked Table podcast episode, let me know. Let me know that you enjoyed it or that you hate it or whatever. And let me tell you that I really appreciate it because that means a lot to me when I see... When I see downloads coming in, um, you know, it means that what I'm doing actually matters to somebody and that, you know, I'm not wasting my time every week coming over here and rambling on about film for, a, an, you know, a half hour, an hour, whatever. So, um, you know, thank you for listening to the Crooked Table podcast. This wouldn't happen. This podcast wouldn't have reached 50 episodes if it wasn't for people like you who are listening to this right now. So that's all I have for now. 
We'll be back next week with something that I'll talk about in a second. But go ahead and rate and review us on iTunes if you'd be so kind. Also, you can find the Crooked Table podcast on Stitcher. You can find me, Robert Yanis Jr., on Crooked Ta- at Crooked Table on Twitter. You can find me on Facebook, other social medias. Find more podcasts, reviews, videos, and other movie-related goodies at crookedtable.com. Next week, we're finally voyaging to Themyscira for director Patty Jenkins' Wonder Woman. I've heard a shit ton about this movie, and I cannot wait to talk to you guys about it. Um, I'm actually seeing it tomorrow, and uh, as of this recording. And I'm sure that Kai and I will have lots to say. So hopefully I can get a co-host, fingers crossed, with me for uh, next week's episode. Until then, I've been Rob. We'll catch you around the table next week. Roll credits. I'm back as promised with an encore segment. You gotta always catch that little mention at the beginning of the episode. Whenever I have an encore segment, I do try to give you all a heads up. So what I've been doing the last couple of weeks is I, there's a trio of Netflix comedies that I've been listening to, or not listening to, that I've been watching, um, trying to sort of test out which one I was going to get into. Actually, like the uh, the Flash, which I've talked about on here before. I'm a big fan of that show. Of course, season three just ended. That was um, that was a show I actually got into right before season three started. I was watching seasons one and two sort of back to back while I was just working on the uh, the exercise bike upstairs and just zooming, pun intended, through those episodes uh, to get caught up because I'd heard some, some great things about it. And I was just like, okay, where well, this is going to be my workout show. So I'm trying to do something like that again. And uh, obviously Netflix is what's more available than Netflix. So I've heard a lot about um, three shows that I watched the pilots of all last in the last week. Master of None, The Unbreakable Kimmy Schmidt, and uh, BoJack Horseman. So BoJack Horseman, let's start with that one because it was my least favorite actually. Maybe it's. I've heard a lot of things about how the show is really uh, is really smart and dark and edgy and emotional and blah blah blah. And um, it was it was fine. It was funny. And I think it probably gets stronger with subsequent episodes. Whether or not I will watch any subsequent episodes remains to be seen. Um, you know, I'm a big fan of Family Guy, and I know that's a stupid show now. It wasn't always as, as stupid as it is now. Uh, that's definitely taken a huge turn for the, you know, down downward spiral over the last, um, hmm, dec- not decade, but over the last five years for sure. Uh, I mean, I barely watch it now as it stands. And BoJack Horseman sort of reminded me of some of the the earlier Family Guy when it was when it was funny. Uh, I do like Will Arnett a lot, so that was another big um, big incentive to watch that. I, I think is my he's my favorite character on Arrested Development. And uh, I think pretty much anything he shows up in is made a little bit better by his presence. Even the TMNT movie that, uh, that we talked about in episode one, bringing it all back to the Phantom Menace. But um, there was nothing about the, the first episode that necessarily drew me in that made me decide, okay, yes, this is going to be the thing I'm going to get. I'm going to get hooked on uh, next as I, as I, you know, pedal my way to, to calorie loss. Um, so, so that one... Was not uh, was not something that particularly jumped out at me. Master of None, which was another the, the other show, one of the other shows I watched. Master of None was a much 
much better uh, example of something that I would want to not necessarily binge, but kind of uh, use as an incentive to get up early in the morning and work out and, uh, and, you know, because I was excited to see the next episode. That, um, that pilot episode dealt with uh, babies and how they change their life and how, you know, the lifestyle of, of being a parent versus a single person. And that's something that obviously speaks to me right now with a, with a six month old child. Um, so I'm definitely probably, I'm probably going to get back to that show at some point. I do have, I do have some admiration for Atis Sansari just in general, because I'd heard such great things about Master of None and I've seen clips online. It's one of those shows that's become very, very clippable for social media, um, for getting points across on different social issues. And, um, I've heard how great how how great the show is and how funny he is on it, but uh, I've never really gotten too familiar with much of his work. Um, as you guys know, I'm more of a movie person, and he's he's decidedly more of a TV person. So he has there hasn't been a lot of crossover between the things that I've watched and the things that he's done. Um, but Master of None was a great introduction to his comedic style, and it's definitely something I plan on getting back to watching at some point. However. I put up uh, a Facebook post on my personal Facebook talking about that I was doing that and I was watching these three shows and, you know, what does everybody watch on Netflix? And I had like three or four people all be like, oh, Kimmy Schmidt, it's so awesome, blah, blah, blah. So I watched the first episode and I actually found the character of Kimmy Schmidt sort of, I was actually t- telling Kai about this this morning, so that's, it's funny that we're, we're getting into that now. Um, I actually found her character kind of obnoxious uh, up, for, up front and um, a little annoying, and I was sort of wondering whether it was going to be hard for me to follow this character over the course of, what are we now, I think they've done three seasons of Kimmy Schmidt, um, and I, 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 that's that's how I felt about the first episode. I thought Titus Burgess was a lot of fun and, and uh, brought a lot of energy to the show, and I'm a huge fan of Tina Fey's work on SNL, on 30 Rock, which is actually a show that I did watch all the way through. And uh, I was really eager to see another another show from her. I think she's got a very unique comedic voice, and I love her book Bossy Pants. And, and um, you know, all the, the most of the movies she's been in have been fun. So knowing that she was behind this show was a, a big uh, big part of me wanting to check it out in the first place. I heard about the premise and how it starts out in this really dark place, and it's all about basically how how Kimmy is um, sort of unbreakable but sort of um you know uh has a very like determined will and um kind of a a unyielding optimism to her and in the first episode that was more played up as she's really perky and really happy all the time and uh, i i didn't think there was too much depth to her in that first pilot episode but again this is part of why i feel like i need to give bojack horseman another shot because you know, I've heard good things from Freddie, and and uh, and you can't really tell what a show is gonna be with one episode. I mean, if you look at pilot episodes of a lot of the shows that I've watched, a lot of them are not really that great out the gate. Buffy the Vampire Slayer is fine in the the pilot, but it's not amazing. It's not necessarily something you're like. This is gonna be one of the best shows of all time. But you keep watching for seven seasons, and it, for most of those episodes, I think there's 144. It is amazing. It is really solid. It is one of the, you know, most influential shows of the last couple decades, and I think that that 
you know, Bojack Horseman could improve with subsequent episodes. So I'll have to get to that at some point. Because Kimmy Schmidt definitely did. I decided to go with that after all the recommendations from people on my Facebook, from people I know in my personal life, and blah, blah, blah. And I, um, I gave it a, another shot, and I watched the second episode, as I did the bike at like 5 in the morning a few days ago. And I found her a lot more endearing the second time. I think the second episode gets a lot more into the heart of the character, a lot more into what, what she's about and what makes her a, um, a woman we want to follow. And, um, you know, it sort of sharpened the world a little bit. I think Jane Krakowski is hilarious on it. I haven't seen that much of Carol Kane. She wasn't in episode two. But um, I'm going to I'm going to stick with it. I'm going to watch Unbreakable Kimmy Schmidt now as my, you know, my my most mornings, sh- my most mornings show and kind of delve into uh, into that series a little bit more. Um, I guess we'll start with season one. And then if I if I like it, I'll jump to season two. If not, maybe I'll switch over to Master of None season one and then sort of alternate between those two. We'll see. That remains to be seen. <clears throat> Excuse me. But um, so, yeah, I just wanted to take this. As you guys know, the Encore segment is basically my place to kind of talk about something random that I'm watching, usually watching, um, and uh, and kind of share it with you all. So, so yeah, uh, if you haven't seen it, which most people that probably care to see it probably have already watched it, uh, but Unbreakable Kimmy Schmidt, that's the show I'm going to be watching now on, on Netflix, in addition to the other million things that I watch on a regular basis, either because I'm just interested in it or because I'm you know writing about it for some site or or another um but yeah so Unbreakable Kimmy Schmidt and that's uh that's really all for now this week and uh catch you guys next time this has been a production of crookedtable.com all rights reserved that's the yard of the <laughs>